Welcome to There She Rose podcast. This is your host, Jamie C., and I am the owner and founder of Rising Wolf. Rising Wolf offers soulful guidance for mompreneurs who are ready to go deep and take action in their business. Claim your greatest work by clearing out the thoughts that no longer serve you so you can create a life of freedom, joy, and expansion. Shift away from feelings of inadequacy and doubt and be equipped with the tools that empower you to rise. Good morning and welcome to There She Rose podcast. This is your host, Jamie C. Uh, Welcome to the podcast where you're going to learn all things around business empowerment, manifestation, energy work, wealth mindset, um, all the things, all the things you're going to find here for mompreneurs and female entrepreneurs. And I'm excited that you're here because my goal for this podcast, it is a labor of love. I just, it gives me so much joy to be able to share what I know for everybody here. And I am super, super grateful for every single person that leaves a five-star review for people who are constantly direct messaging me or, uh, texting me all these things that uh, the podcast is helping them. And it's really lovely to wake up every morning and and see another five-star review and just all the ways that it's helped somebody uh, because that's the goal. That's the reason I do it. It's just the best feeling ever. Uh, So we're also live on Instagram as well. Hello, everybody. And we're going to dive right into the topic today. So what we're talking about today is kind of the most burning questions or frequently asked questions on money mindset. Where does it come from? The number one reason um, why it may be holding you back right now, the top three ways that it presents itself, and just a deeper understanding. I think that there can't be any change in your life without a general state of awareness. I think being aware is the most powerful tool that you can have being self-aware is like sexiest thing ever honestly for someone who's just like yes i understand why i'm behaving this way and uh i'm going to take full accountability for that thank you so much i'm like oh thank you (laughs) we love we love people who are self-aware uh so this is more self-awareness around wealth abundance kind of just the energy of overflow is what I like to say, because the reality of the situation is that your money mindset really has nothing to do with money, even though we think it does. Money is a mirror and it has everything to do with self. And the more self-aware we are without self-judgment, because uh, the two can live together. We, we can be self-aware without judging ourselves. And also we cannot grow if we're always in this space of the self-judgment of being being hard on ourselves. And I mean, and a lot of times this is a habit. Uh, This was me all the time. I'd constantly be like, oh, you're such an asshole. (laughs) I can't believe you did that. And with the moment I just was a little bit more gentle with myself, a little bit nicer, just lended a little bit more kindness to myself. I found that I could sit with a new perspective. I could open myself up to a new way of thinking or understanding myself. And also just being kind with myself is feels a lot better. Um, so it's a habit, but I'm happy to dive into all of this today. So let's talk about where does where does the wealth mindset come from? So let's take a dive into 
self-awareness of where it all comes from. So for those of you who have never listened to my content, this is going to be all maybe brand new stuff for you. If you've listened to my content, this is going to be a little bit of a refresher, this first half segment. The second half uh, may may be new for you. So for those of you who are really interested in self-discovery and growth, uh, you may be aware that you have a subconscious mind and it's made up, you have three minds, three minds. The, the brain is made up in three different segments, but the subconscious is the reptilian and the limbic system. So the limbic system is the emotional center. So it's the what activates emotions and then sends that trigger down into the body to be able to learn how to experience certain emotions. So the body-mind connection and then the um, reptilian brain is the survival brain. Uh, so the subconscious mind is constantly taking in data, about 11 million bits of data per second. And then we are only consciously aware of 15 to 50 bits of that data per second. Uh, So we're taking in massive amounts of data per second and really only filtering up to the consciousness, uh, you know, a small amount of data. And I'll, I'll tell you why that happens in a moment. But the money mindset or the wealth mindset, we want to think about how the subconscious mind takes in data. So it's constantly working. It's the main reason why you don't need to relearn how to do basic tasks like brush your teeth, or you may even had experiences like this when you're you're in the car and all of a sudden you're like, you're multitasking or you're listening to music and all of a sudden it's like 30 minutes later, you're like, how the fuck did I get here alive? I have no idea how I did that. How did, did, did I, did I go through all the red lights or did I, did I stop at them? Like I have, no idea. Uh, so that's the subconscious mind just doing its job because it's memorized by patterns and habitual behaviors and things like that. And it constantly takes in all your belief systems, your um, experiences from, you know, probably from the ages of zero to seven, but now new studies are saying that probably around the ages of 12, that your brain is really a sponge, right? You have no uh, conscious awareness, right? You're, you're not kind of saying, well, you know, that seems fake or that doesn't seem true. It's just all truth. So if somebody is telling you like uh, wealthy people are greedy or this is the amount of money we make or fights around money uh, growing up, then then your, your, your subconscious is taking all of that in as truth, all of it in as data. But on a day-to-day basis, we're not accessing that because 95% of that lives below the surface and we're only accessing about 5% of that. So how we experience the subconscious mind day-to-day is actually through feeling. Um, you're getting the bias product of it. So for example, if there's a belief system in your mind unconsciously that says, you know what, if you make more money, you're going to get it, you know, people aren't going to love you as much, or it's going to be taken from you, or that's just not who you are. Then on a conscious level, you're like, I'm ready to make a million dollars. I'm ready to be like in this energy of overflow, but you're feeling all the end results of that belief system saying, no, 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 that's not what you told me. So you're experiencing the end product, which is the feeling. So procrastination, the actions of that, maybe excuses, fear, anxiety. Um, it's really the the alarm system is what I like to call it. It's the alarm system that tells you, hey, uh, you're going outside of your comfort zone and what you've programmed me to believe and you are in danger if you do anything outside of that. That's why change feels so challenging is because our body, our brain is signaling to our body that we are in danger. Um, and this is why a lot of mindset growth and, you know, just personal development growth, especially around money, is a lot of nervous system regulation, a lot of it. And 
my courses have that. So you don't have to worry about a thing. You'll be fully taken care of in that. Um, so this is where it comes from. So the people that raised you, the experiences that you've had, you've maybe even experienced maybe money trauma. So I've experienced that before when I went out on my own for the first time. And um, I was, I, I maybe, I had very, very little very, very little in my bank account to begin with. And I remember feeling like, all right, I'm going to take this jump. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go out on my own. And I left a quote unquote safe job, even though it wasn't safe. It was just familiar. And I wasn't making a lot of money at all. It was, I was struggling to pay my bills. I was stressed out all the time. Um, I was denying any kind of vacations. My life was not very fun. Um, at all. Being stressed out about money is the least fun. It's the least fun. Uh, so I had made that decision and saying, I don't want to do this anymore. And then my boss at the time just said, Hey, you know what? Don't even worry about giving your two weeks, like just leave now. Uh, but I had two weeks of, of clients that were going to pay for my, my rent for my, the place I was going to go out on my own. And I remember, um, having this breakdown moment. I had eight, and a half, almost nine years of relationships with these people. And it was just gone. They had lied to all of my clients and told them that I was no longer doing work anymore, that I was a stay at home mom. So they wouldn't find me. And it was just this experience of betrayal and, um, just so much emotional, like, well, first off, what the fuck did I do to my family? Now I have no money coming in. My husband's making poverty level. Like I don't have anything. I literally had nothing, no money. Um, and I had a four month old baby and it was, you know, the moment that that happens, the moment that you have an experience of massive betrayal or loss or, um, just complete, unraveling your brain is memorized that now it's it's embedded like cement in your brain so now you have this traumatic experience that memorizes everything that's involved how you're feeling what your surroundings were everything that's involved the people that were involved the topic that was involved so money was the big one because i felt this betrayal around like well those are the clients that were here to see me for the next two weeks so how could you take that from me um and of course you know i was I was feeling that so deeply um, and plus all the relationships that I had lost instantly um, with all those people was just traumatizing. And um, so money trauma comes up in in many different ways. And, and I shared this like trauma bond with my husband because he was experiencing it the same way as I did, that we had not a single cent to our name, that we had a mortgage to pay, a kid to feed, um, bills to pay, and we just said nothing. So. Um, trauma shows up differently for every single person, but it could be the way that you were raised. It could be a traumatic experience. It could be societal expectations. It could just be a whole, it could be generational. It could be past life. There's, there's so much energy. Energy is not created nor destroyed. So if you experience something from a past life or from generations before you, that energy actually follows you into your, um, into your life, which is just, it's like wild to think about, but it's, it's very true. So many hoosers. So um, the number one reason that um, people are not maybe as wealthy as they want to be, it's not because they're not fortunate or that they haven't had enough like money-making opportunities. It's, it's just as simple as this, is that their energetic fields, their energy is not aligned with abundance. It is going to be very, very challenging to have a wealthy mindset or to take these opportunities uh, if you have damaging beliefs around money. 
And like I had said before, or damaging beliefs around money and yourself. But like I said before, money is a mirror. And what I'm going to talk about next is pretty fascinating. Uh, so if you have a notebook, I would, I would definitely dive into this one. But um, first and foremost, I want to give you a little bit of relief right now because the most beautiful thing about all of this is it can be changed. It could be changed through so many amazing tools that I had learned. And I remember at a specific moment, like I believed in my pain so much. I believed in my suffering so much that the moment someone had said, Hey, it can be different. I just didn't, I just called bullshit for a while. I was like, you don't understand because this experience feels so real to me. This pain, this suffering, this anxiety, this depression, this fear is so big and so real. And I realized that once I could make a change, all of that dissolved, all of it. I learned new tools and all of it went away. And I was given this like new lease on life, this new lease on opportunity. And now to be sitting here generating seven figures in this energy of ease and having these businesses that light me the fuck up and being able to help other people get there is just like full circle moment. Like there is nothing I'd rather be doing than what I'm doing now. Like it feels like such a gift to be able to share this with people. It feels like such a, like I'll get super emotional if I keep talking about how grateful I am about being able to get to do this, but it really truly is life-changing and it will change your life if you let it. Uh, so let's talk about how money is a mirror. So money comes down to a few things. Um, the way that we treat it, the way that we see it, the way that we act around it, the way that we take care of it uh, is all kind of a representation of self. So the three ways that it kind of shows up, let's just talk about the bank account just for one second. Even the word bank account may feel a little uncomfortable, uh, which is totally normal because every word that you have in your body actually carries memory and memory carries emotion. We were talking about the limbic brain, how that memory, oh, it's like, oh, this bank account makes us feel uncomfortable. Uncomfortable makes me feel fear and fear is felt in the body. So that limbic system is simply just activating that memory so you feel it in your body. And when we think about the bank account, just in general, right, are we avoiding it? Are we like, I don't want to look at it. It's Or are we stockpiling and like overly looking at it just oh got to make sure there's just got to keep on putting it in there keep on putting it in there keep on putting it in there or are we overspending and then i asked this in a in an instagram story yesterday with my community and over 90 90 of people had said that they're overspending and a lot of them 50 percent, was overspending and avoidance like the two were combined which is very normal um and then there's the overspending so i kind of want to dive in a little bit more about what all of that kind of could mean everyone's money story is super individual to their life experiences and and what i'm about to say is not to say that this is kind of the standard for every single person but just something to kind of pique your interest something to help you understand again that self-discovery and that self-understanding around what does it mean when i do this like what does it mean again in a way of non-judgment because the majority of the time is that People will do one of things, one of two things. They'll turn off what I'm saying because it makes them feel so fucking uncomfortable or they'll listen because they're ready for change and they're interested and they're like, okay, I can do this. Even if it's uncomfortable, I can do this. And then some people are like, no, this hurts too much. This, I don't want to do this. And for some, 
money is a traumatic experience, a traumatic topic. And for some, it's sexy and it's fun. And it's exciting to think about this life of ease and this flow and like learning more about yourself and dissolving these wealth blocks and actually expanding your wealth container and seeing more of it come in. Like that's very exciting for some people. And I want to honor all experiences because it is your experience and whatever you're feeling is totally fine. But I'm going to encourage you in this human experience, in this one life, in this moment of synchronicities that we are here together in this moment, I want to encourage a little bit more bravery inside of you to sit with it. Just sit with what I'm saying and be with it just for a moment without self-judgment, but just hear the words I'm saying. You don't have to do anything with them. Just listen with an open heart, okay? So avoidance, again, we're always going to say that this comes back to self, that it's never about the money because it's really not. Money is never the issue. It's always something within ourselves that needs healing and needs a little bit more love and support. Uh, So when we avoid, what essentially we could be saying is I'm afraid of seeing that money. I'm afraid of looking at that bank account or looking at my finances or looking at anything because I'm afraid of how it's going to make me feel. And I don't want to feel those feelings. I don't want to see it. I don't, because I'm afraid of what it'll mean because it may make me feel, it's just easier to not look at it because then I don't feel those feelings. I'm protecting myself in some kind of way. And so let's relate that back to self. Are you fully allowing yourself to see yourself? Like, are you fully, like, if you're not willing to look at the money, Are you looking at yourself? Are you seeing and fully witnessing your emotions, your feelings, your worthiness, your power and what you offer in your business? Like, are you fully seeing that in yourself? Because if you were, if you were 100% stripping it down and saying, I'm willing to look inside, I'm willing to do what it takes to get myself to the other side because I get one life to live and like I'm in charge of my life. I'm in charge of how I want this to be then I I would assume that byproduct is I'm willing to take a look at this wealth of where I can be better, of how I can feel around it. And if you're seeing yourself, seeing your emotions, witnessing them, experiencing them, processing them, then you would be able to look in that bank account and understand, okay, I'm looking at this from a new lens of no self-judgment. Can I look at my behaviors with money? Can I fully see them? Can I witness them? Can I hold on to that? And can I allow myself to fully make a change? So now we're going to go down to like the stockpiling. I don't like using the word hoarding so much. Doesn't I don't love that word. I like stockpile. I don't know why. It just feels better in my body. That's just what it does. I don't know why, but it does. So when we stockpile, right, or we're overly looking at the bank account, overly looking at everything, is essentially could be saying, I'm not saying this is the standard for every single person, like your experience is individual to you, but I feel safe with seeing more. I feel safe with seeing more. But the root of this is like, I feel safe, but I'm not I'm not the energy. It's the energy of distrust is what that is. It's because I don't, I may not trust myself spending it or that it'll come back to me with ease. Like I'm afraid if I spend it, it won't come back or I won't trust myself with spending it. So I have to, I have to save for a rainy day, save for a rainy day, save for a rainy day. But in this, you're, you're still 
not in that energetic space of flow of of trust between yourself and your offers and your business and the universe and God and divine providing for you that you're always safe, that you can spend freely and receive freely. Like that flow is cut off. And so you can expect to not see a f- the feeling of you're never going to feel safe around money, even if you just, because even if you spend a little bit, you're going to have some type of feeling around it. Or if you have a bigger bill, like that money going out is going to be, is not going to feel good in your body. So again, this comes back to it always comes back to trust. Do I trust myself? Do I trust my offers? Do I trust my business? Do I trust that I live in a friendly universe? And um, the moment we start rebuilding that trust and we have a new lens and perspective, you can still invest your money. You can still, but there's a difference between stockpiling because we're afraid and fearful of it leaving versus giving back to your community, giving freely, investing your money, seeing it, witnessing it, being with it, having respect and honor for it, that you can have this really beautiful relationship with it and it can feel easy. Okay. So let's go to the overspending. So you may, there's a few, there's, this is just, I think there's, I think I wrote down four. So I'm going to, we're going to, yes, I wrote down four. So we're just going to dive into this a little bit more. So you may unconsciously identify with being a person who makes X amount of money, or you unconsciously feel you're only worthy of making X amount of money. So subconsciously, we have this action of overspending to get back down to that energetic baseline wealth container, or we're manifesting larger bills to come back. So we'll always be back down to that baseline. And this is what I call the the wealth container cap. A lot of people are like, well, I guess I just have to work more. I just, I guess I have to do more. I guess I have to create and offer more. And then there's this energy again of having to do, do, do more, more, more. And it feels hard all the time. And then there's too much mental capacity being taken up. There's a lot of increased anxiety, a lot of increased worry and fear when this all can be dissolved. Um, So another reason is you may not feel safe with having the money. So... Uh, You may feel that it will be either taken away from you or in some way. So if you're overspending and you're afraid that someone else may be taking it, you feel more in control of how it leaves versus making more, investing it, spending it freely versus it being potentially stolen or taken away. And I say the word stolen and taken away because that's the fear-based mentality. That's not truth, but that's the way that it feels is that someone's stealing from you or taking something that was yours. And you're in control of how you spend it if you're the one doing it, not somebody else. Um, so again, you may be overspending because it gives you a dopamine rush when specific needs aren't being met. So this is very, very true for people who, uh, like when they're feeling down, um, immediately they go and they shop. When they're feeling some type of human need or desire is not being met, I'm going to do something that's going to make me feel better temporarily. 
and often it's it's not often but sometimes it has to do with overspending um and there's other ways of processing emotions that aren't being met without using money for a temporary or using it to spend money to feel this temporary feeling of a rush of of good feelings because we know that those feelings those needs are being met are still not going to be met even after you get a new piece of clothing we just know that to be true um so then we end up spending more and doing more for that more good feeling when really the specific needs aren't being met again and again and again and again um Another one is that you may be overspending because you may be afraid of being seen as successful, afraid of being seen, and that there's it's more comfortable or familiar with like what I was saying before, I identified so much with my pain and suffering that it felt so familiar to me to be in this like season of lack of like, I'm suffering, I'm suffering, I'm suffering, I'm making no money. Even though I'm making it, I might be overspending it so that I can go back to what feels familiar in my suffering. So I could have the opportunity to be making more, to be investing more, to have this beautiful relationship, this expansive relationship with money, but I am not, I cannot see past my suffering, identify with it so much that I want to be a victim to it because I cannot see myself any other way. And this may be a, a worthiness aspect. This may be just familiar patterns of based off of how you were raised or, um, a trauma response. So there's a lot of ways that this can manifest and show up, but the reality of the situation, the light at the end of the tunnel is that the, the gifts and the healing are waiting for you, that it doesn't have to be this way, that there, and I always say this as, as you have one life to live, one. I think we often forget how temporary this experience is. And when keys are being handed to you for healing, and you say no, I want you to ask yourself, is that worth the sacrifice? Do I wanna do I wanna spend the rest of my life living this way because I'm afraid of looking in the mirror at what needs to be worked on versus saying, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to not be a victim to my experiences or my suffering. I'm ready to release this. I'm ready to thrive in my business as a mother, as a, as an owner, as a leader. And the byproduct of what I teach is called the wealth energetic system. The byproduct of the wealth energetic system is more flow of money, more leadership, more worthiness, coming home to yourself finally, fully seeing yourself, witnessing, honoring, and then going maybe if, you know, if loving yourself feels too far, um, at least being in a neutral state of self versus self-loathing. And then hopefully getting to a space of, of seeing with eyes of love to then fully loving. And um, sometimes it takes a long time to get there and that's okay. The process is kind of beautiful. Your journey is is kind of amazing if you think about it like the whole idea of a of a journey to let's just think about a road trip for a moment like your 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 healing road trip and if you keep your head down the entire time looking at your phone you're never going to see the mountains that you maybe just went by and the people that you could have met the cool little quirky shops that you could have walked into beautiful rivers or open fields, animals, all the things 
fun experiences. All of it is so worth witnessing and seeing and being with it. Instead of rushing with my head down, looking down, not seeing it, not witnessing it, and just rushing to the end goal because this feels so uncomfortable. Like, let each part of your journey light you the fuck up. Let each part of your healing and your growth and your expansion be so exciting and so fun. Like, oh man, I reacted a different way or I responded a different way or I'm seeing things differently. I'm feeling different. I'm feeling I'm making action different in my business. I'm falling in love with my offers. I'm falling in love with sharing things with people. I'm feeling finally worthy enough to receive it, to surrender, to stop being in control of every piece of my life and just fully allowing it to be and trusting that it'll be magical. Uh, so I want to invite you into my um, high-level nine-month coaching program where you're going to get a shit ton more of this stuff. Ah, it's so good. Plus actionable steps. I mean, like, uh, this is the why, but I'm going to teach you the how. Uh, and this is called High Vibe Money Mama. Um, you can get on the wait list. On, I think right now we have almost 230 people in about 24 hours have gotten on that wait list to be a part of this. And it, that's magical, magical. And then you'll be able to get the first dibs for my two-day masterclass series, The Secret to Unlocking Your Seven-Figure Flow in 2022, and also to be one of the first to apply for the program. And yeah. Uh, that will be in the show notes. And then if you're watching this after the original launch, then you can just dive right into the masterclass. Um, I'm sending you love. Thank you for sending this. You're brave as fuck. And I love you. And I'm proud of you. Keep going. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye for now. Hey, my love, if you love this episode and you are so ready to take action in your business and become the most wealthy version of yourself, I think it's time to slide into my DMs at Mama Who Manifests and let's become friends. Let me help you get to the best version of yourself. I would love to get you introduced into my program, High Vibe Money Mama, and see what magic unfolds. All right, I'll see you in the DMs. Let's do the damn thing.